it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What happens when a popular rock radio DJ retires, sells everything, and with his wife, takes off in an RV to see America? It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Join them each week as they share their experiences while giving you advice and tips along the way. Welcome to our show. We've got some really good information for you that's going to add to your enjoyment if you travel this year. Just good things to know, as well as a story of a guy who pulled his trailer 120 miles with one tire gone and riding on the rim. Uh huh. We're going to talk to Chris, the owner of that. A little bit later on in the podcast. Right now, though, we're coming to you from Flagstaff, Arizona. We love this place. Oh, I love it. We're in a campground. It's rustic. We've got tall pine trees. And Yeah, we're at the KOA Holiday Campground in Flagstaff. It's an old campground. You know, you may pull in here and mm-hmm. say, oh, man, this place is old. Yeah. But you know what? It's got that camping feel. It does, because we've been to so many campgrounds that are just parking lots with right. hookups, you know, mm-hmm. and there's nothing there. And finally, I feel like we're camping. Yeah, it's nice. I can't wait to get that fire going. Yes. We're going to have a fire tonight, tomorrow morning, and it's going to keep going. There's nothing better than having a cup of coffee around a fire in the mm-hmm. morning, believe That's me. right. And right outside of our RV, we could literally hike up a mountain if we wanted to. Mm-hmm. And we can finally have a fire because we've been through California, oh, yeah. Nevada. They don't allow you to have fires. You Mm-mm. can't have wood-burning fires anywhere. Because of the fire danger. It's been a long time since we've been able to do that. So sure has. looking forward to that. Now, speaking of long time, we spent a month in Las Vegas, and we were just waiting for the weather to clear in Utah mm-hmm. so we could head north. And sure enough, it did. So we headed to Zion National Park. Now, the ride from Las Vegas takes you through the corner of Arizona and into Utah, and it's a magnificent ride. Oh, it was beautiful, but I kind of messed up because I should have been looking ahead at the map. I could have taken us around this, but we ended up in a pretty bad traffic jam. We were about an hour long, an hour delayed on yep. 15. Oh, yeah, that was kind of frustrating. But, but we had a little entertainment. We did. In front of us was a semi truck carrying a load of bees. They're hives, and they were all stacked up, and they had like a blue netting over them. And you can see inside the netting there were bees flying around. They kind of wanted to get out. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of them did get out. They they were flying around the windshield. Yeah, I mean, because we were, it was stop and go traffic, and we were dead stop for a while. And sure enough, there's bees flying around the windshields. Like, uh uh-oh. Yeah. Don't want me to open a window, right? Right. (laughs) But it was. It it was really interesting seeing the bees on that flatbed mm-hmm. truck anyway it's a great drive you'll pass through hurricane utah <laughs> hurricane well before we went through hurricane we went through st george utah and that was nice but then we got to hurricane what a beautiful little town i would have loved to have stayed there for a while but the name belongs in florida or <laughs> south carolina yeah. or 
Hurricane who, Utah. Who named that? I know. <laughs> Isn't that funny? You yeah. eventually get to Springdale, and Springdale is where Zion National Park begins. Mm-hmm. We stayed about an hour away in Kanab, Utah, at a place called the Grand Plateau RV Park. Mm-hmm. Now, right across the street from there is another really cool RV park called the Dark Sky RV Park. You literally can be outside at night, look up, and see the Milky Way. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's absolutely breathtaking. It is. Now, the ride from there to the park was really beautiful, with occasional deer darting in front of us. There were a couple of times I really had to get on the brakes, so you really have to watch the deer. You know, one will cross, and it's the rule. You always got to slow down and stop, because there's going to be more. Right. And of course, we were in the Jeep at that point, so. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. But once in the park, there's so many places to stop and hike. And oh my gosh, the rock formations are just absolutely beautiful. They are. They even have slot canyons. What is a slot canyon? A slot canyon is a very narrow gorge with steep high walls, often made from soft rock like sandstone. They are a blast to actually be in and hike through. Many have waterfalls at the end. Deeper than they're wide, these canyons, well, they can be treacherous for those who enter. And they're prone to flash floods. You literally can be trapped in them. Oh, see, I couldn't do those because I'm claustrophobic as it is. But I tell you, the most famous is the Narrows. And in September of 2015, seven experienced hikers died in the Narrows. They got caught in a flash flood. This is an unbelievable story. Oh, so sad. And that morning, they had arrived at Zion. Yep. They got their permits. Mm -hmm. And apparently, they were, you know, keeping an eye on the weather. And it was a beautiful day, blue sky with big white clouds. And, you know, everything was fine. Well, once they got to where they were going, they lost cell service. Right. And right after that was when the National Weather Service said, Move to higher ground now. Act quickly to protect your life. And they had no cell service. They didn't know. And you're in these canyons. You can't really see the sky, I guess. You know, that's an when issue you're way down in there. with a lot of the parks, even state parks. There's no cell service. Yeah. That's tough to warn people. It really is. But mm-hmm. they got caught in that flood. Oh, yeah. And all seven of them died. Yeah, they all drowned. It's there so was sad. actually a group ahead of them that passed them. Mm-hmm. And evidently, they alerted rangers saying that, hey, we know that there's a possibility of a flash flood here. Yeah. There's a group behind us. Yeah. But they couldn't do anything. Yep, they could It couldn't. was too late. It was so sad. Well, on a better note, Fat Man's Misery is another good hike. You'll find lots of twisty, narrow canyons, a little bit safer, huge boulders, and a waterfall. Much of the hike is for experienced technical hikers. Eventually, along the way, you need ropes, your own, because the park does not provide hiking and climbing gear. Another really popular hike that you need a permit for as of April of this year is Angel's Landing. We did Angel's Landing. We did. It's an incredible hike. It's labeled as strenuous. Yeah, it can be strenuous. It's a five-mile round-trip hike, and you'll hike up about 1,500 feet with switchbacks. There's a canyon that you walk through and some really steep zigzags that take you to a place called Scout's Lookout. Mm -hmm. Those zigzags are called Walter's Wiggles. Yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you, it's tough going up them. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's a good place to rest there at Scout's Lookout and maybe have some lunch, drink of water, whatever the case is. From there, the rest of the hike, about seven-tenths of a mile, 
is really difficult. Mm -hmm. We just made it to Scout's Landing and decided not to do the rest of the hike to the top. The path is only a few feet wide here and there, thinner than a sidewalk, Mm -hmm. and exposed to high cliffs. Oh, yeah. Sometimes the cliffs are on both sides of the trail, and there's a series of chain link handrails drilled into the rock. You know, you pull yourself up on that and hold yourself and, you know, bring yourself down. And the chains add a measure of safety and intrigue to the hike, but accidents still happen. And then when you have a lot of people, oh my gosh, you've got a line of people coming down at the same time you're going up, and you've got this one chain. You know, you got to take turns. So we decided not to go all that way. We were happy at Scouts Landing. We still had a beautiful view, and we had a great hike up it to that point. Yeah, we really did. You know, when you grab those chains and other people grab onto them, it swings you around a bit. Yeah. But at the top, the view is amazing. Mm -hmm. Now, the Angel's Landing hike is not recommended for young kids. Guess what we saw? We saw a lot of them. We saw people with their young kids. Oh my gosh, a lot of them. What was it, an eight-year-old girl who said, Daddy, why do we have to do this? Yeah. (laughs) And we, we were like, yeah. Good question. I know. And only attempt this hike in the spring or mid-autumn. Weather is a huge factor. You can't do this with high winds, rain, or ice. And especially if it's extremely hot. you got to carry a lot of water. Yeah. Thirteen people have died from falling off the cliff since 2004. Gosh. The mm-hmm. sights are incredible. Mm-hmm. The mountains, even the tunnels built for cars back in 1930 are absolutely amazing to mm-hmm. drive through. Yeah, and as we were driving through, we saw a bighorn sheep and her baby. Now, you got out of the car and tried to get a picture. Yeah. All the cars stopped. Yeah, they did. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, by the time I got there, to take the picture she was kind of walking off but it's a they sight were, to see when they you were see walking those. on the side of a cliff yeah. yeah it's pretty cool zion national park is beautiful but it gets more crowded each year more than five million will visit this year when we were just there and we arrived what 10 in the morning yeah i think it was 10 in the morning mm-hmm. we were told 20 to 30,000 people would visit that day <laughs> we were told that all the parking had been filled around the visitor center yeah. all the lots were full yeah by then and we had to go in the springdale right and find a place to park there but when we did get to the visitor center i, I made you go in and look for a parking spot yes you did <laughs> we couldn't find one Not so at all you weren't happy with me no so we had I, to go to springdale anyway yeah we went to springdale found a place to park it was near the visitor center you can yeah, just walk to it wasn't it too far and then you can take the shuttles, which run every five minutes and will literally take you to your trailheads. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they really get it done great. The shuttles yeah. are like two buses put together, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. And they really do a great job there. Yeah. They mm-hmm. get it done. They're still wearing masks on the shuttles. So yes, they were. That's the only place. But mm-hmm. after our visit to Zion National Park, we headed to the Grand Canyon. Driving in from the north on Route 89 is spectacular. What a ride. And it's a lot different than driving in from the south from Flagstaff. Right. It's yes. kind of flat, kind of a boring drive. Uh-huh. But if you come in from the north, oh my God. Oh, yeah. It's, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. The road's not really busy. Mountains and rock formations. And we stopped at Lake Powell and the Powell Dam. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. You go over the dam and you go, oh my God, got to stop. Yeah, because there's a sidewalk going along. And then we went over the bridge. There was a place to park. So... We pulled over the RV and got out and checked it out. Mm -hmm. Took up all the space. Yeah. (laughs) Here we are with this big RV and towing a Jeep. Yeah. But it was a great sight. It was. And then we also stopped at Horseshoe Bend near Page, Arizona. I have been wanting to go there forever. 
Oh my gosh. It's like this horseshoe shaped curve of the Colorado River. And it's just magnificent. It's just so cool. I guess it's about a mile walk to it. Mm-hmm. No, maybe three quarters of a mile right. of a hike to get to it. That was kind of crowded, too. It was. But they refer to that as the East Rim of the Grand Canyon, and you can understand why. I mean, you walk to it, and you see these holes in the earth, and that's where the canyon is. Yeah. It's an amazing sight. Oh, my gosh. 1,000-foot cliffs formed about 6 million years ago, Mm. river below. Then we drove to the Grand Canyon, and that's 7,000 feet in elevation. Yeah. I didn't realize the Grand Canyon was that high up. Yeah, I didn't either. It's 2,000 square miles. Five million people will visit this year. There are several camping areas in the park, and they're capable of accommodating just about anything from a tent to a large RV. They got cabins as well. Mm-hmm. Tough to get a reservation in yeah, there. Yeah, I kind of made the reservations too late, but we were able to get in at the Grand Canyon Camper Village, which was 15 minutes from the South Gate. So mm-hmm. wasn't too bad of a drive to get into Grand Canyon Village. Right. But what a cute little town. I love that Grand Canyon Village. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah, it was really cool right there on the rim. We were actually able to get a glass of wine and sit on the edge of the Grand Canyon there. Yeah. By the way, an average of 11 people die each year in the Grand Canyon National Park. I hate to be Debbie Downer here, but you know what? You got to know this. Yeah, that's sad. As of 2021, nearly 900 people have died in the Grand Canyon. That's a lot. Yeah. Leading cause? Helicopter and airplane crashes. Hmm, What's going on with these pilots? Uh Uh-huh. Followed by falling off the cliffs, then heat exhaustion and drowning. Drowning? Yeah. Wow. In the summertime, it can get up to 85 degrees on the south rim. But as you hike lower into the canyon, it gets much hotter, especially in the sun. Mm -hmm. So make sure you're well prepared. Yeah, our daughter Mackenzie actually hiked down to the Colorado River in the Grand Canyon. She did. Yeah. It was about an eight-mile hike. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe it because I've never been there before. And when I'm standing there looking at this, knowing that she hiked all that way down... It's so far down there. It just was like, oh my gosh, I'm glad I didn't know this back then. Ought to be 20 again. I'd have been like, I'd have really not been sleeping. She said they saw people along the way that had heat exhaustion. Yeah. Rangers have to go down and get them out. And every once in a while, somebody has to be lifted out with a helicopter. Mm -hmm. So you've got to be prepared. Yeah. Always be prepared. And she carried a lot of water in her backpack. I don't know how she did that heavy backpack going down. Well, going down's not too bad, but the problem is once you get down there, you got to come back up. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine coming up all that way nonstop? You're just constantly climbing. Yeah. I couldn't do it. No. It's <laughs> not at this age anyway. Maybe when I was younger. <laughs> but you know, we did find something about the Grand Canyon. Jim and Melinda Mantell told us about yeah. that hike that we took. Oh, yes. It's about a mile long hike. And the best thing about it is there's never anybody there. Yep, it was called the Shoshone Point. It's right on 64, kind of east of the village. And if you go there early in the morning, mm-hmm. we got there, what, 7 or 8 o'clock maybe? Yeah, there's a parking lot. You park there and you hike about... mile. Yeah, about a mile. And you literally walk out on a rock ledge. Yeah. 
that sticks out. Yep, it's called overlooks the, the canyon. Just beautiful. Oh my god. Oh my. Yeah, and gosh. be careful if you do this. <laughs> yeah, right. There's no. Um, yeah, the wind picks up, and you're like, whoa. There's no railings there or anything. <laughs> no, not at all. But it's magnificent. Yeah, beautiful. And we were lucky to have it to ourselves. Yeah, we were. That was so nice. That was a lot. And that's the way I like going to national parks. Right. When you got it to yourself. Yeah. It sure helps. Mm-hmm. Speaking of being well-prepared, prior to visiting Zion National Park in the Grand Canyon, we're in Las Vegas Mm -hmm. in an RV park. One day after being out and about, we came back and we noticed we had a new neighbor. It was a 24-foot Jayco trailer with a double axle, four wheels on the back. Mm -hmm. But didn't take long. We noticed one of the wheels was missing. (laughs) I mean, the tire was... The tire was gone. Yeah. It was just the rim. Mm-hmm. It had been shredded off. And apparently, that's the way it was driven there, because yep. it was backed into the spot and hooked up. Yeah. <laughs> so here it is with this rim. And the rim was toast. Yeah. No way could you put a new tire on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, needless to say, we were pretty surprised by yeah. it. Yeah. But there was nobody there. He Apparently, he had gone out because the pickup truck was gone, so... Mm-hmm. But the next morning, we met up with the owner. His name is Chris. Now, Chris is a really nice guy, but he's got a few issues. Well, you'd have to have an issue if you drove 120 miles. Yeah, (laughs) right. And I asked him, I said, did anybody beep at you or anything? Oh, yeah, every once in a while, somebody come by and beep at me and point, you know, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) But he was kind enough to tell us the story of how he drove his trailer over 120 (laughs) miles on three tires and a wheel rim. Oh, what a nice guy. But, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Wait till you hear this. Chris, (laughs) welcome to our podcast. Thanks. We really appreciate it. It's not too often that we come back to our RV and we find uh, an RV next to us with uh, not a flat tire. But no tire. <laughs> Just the rim. Aww. So what happened, man? What happened with you? Uh, I ran my, my tire uh, on my on my Tacoma. went flat on the on the driver's side the mm-hmm. day before randomly when I was in San Francisco. And when I was just parked on the side of the road, I look out and I'm like, what's going on? And it wasn't like I was driving or anything. The tire, someone just must have like poked it or something. Oh, I knew it was. <sighs> but somehow I had to fix a flat, like this foam, and I put the foam in and it, and it somehow solved the problem, even though the tire was popped dead center of the tire so that was one thing you know and then I, I get back to where i was staying in half moon bay it's time to go i've got everything squared away and i was like i got out of there just in time and i'm heading down the road right when i'm pulling into tulare california i look back there and the tires popped oh, no. so i'm like okay so I, I stopped and got gas i'm like okay this is great and so i, I called triple uh, a can you send someone out i got it flat on my trailer and uh, they never call me back, and they just like so. Oh. I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay. And so oh. then I, I call them. They say, oh, we called you, left a message. Well, my phone's got no message, and they tell me that uh, they can't go out and fix it because the trailers. Okay, all right. So I go to start my truck. Now my battery dies. Oh no! Oh, no. And, and I have to, my battery only dies in like very spontaneous moments. The previous time, the only other time it ever happened, I was in a, a UN Square in uh, San Francisco off of uh, Hyde, and really bad timing where i was parked there it somehow the entire system shut off brakes and everything wow but the uh tire I couldn't get it replaced so i'm like i'm getting oh, to vegas i'm getting out of california goodness. whatever i got to do because i can just feel california like i got to get out of here yeah. really for no legal reasons or anything but just because things oh, have been working oh, out for me oh, for the we past understand. years we understand yeah. completely we, we just spent a lot of time there and we were so glad to get out <laughs> yeah i'm going so 
from Tulare, I just ran on. I've got you know, the dual axle thing, unfortunately, and so you just ran on three tires. Yeah, ran on three tires and uh, made it to Vegas and shredded uh, the other one. Yeah, yeah, ran <laughs> ran it. The tire was. It seemed to be almost glued to the rim because the, on the inside of the of the rim, the tire yeah, was, was still some rubber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was still rubber on the inside, but on the outside, it ran all the way all the way through. And I was, I, I rolled in on the rim, and it wasn't making much noise on the freeway. But once I pulled into Vegas. I mean, the last two miles, it was like, <laughs> I mean, it was, oh, it was real obvious. I, was, yeah. I had to get off the road. Well, it's a good thing it didn't blow out. I mean, that can cause a lot of damage. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, was, it was, I was just really lucky with the rear tire because these tires are, uh, they're, I think they're called a Fallon or mm-hmm. uh, like, and they're, real, they're real nice tires, in my opinion. I mean, they've worn really well. I've had them, I started on the road uh, April 19th, mm-hmm. uh, 2021. I've been on the road ever since, just, you know, tic-tacking, you know, Southwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the money right now for really much, uh, right. yeah. much yeah. anything extra. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was really happy that uh, fixed flat worked, and yeah. I haven't had any more issues with those tires. Well, where are you originally yeah. from? Well, I'm from the Bay Area in California. Okay. Uh, How do you like being on the road? I enjoy it. I definitely want to live my life this way as long as I possibly can. I, uh, the trailer I have now, I have a 2018 Jayco, and I, I, I like it. It's, mm-hmm. it's definitely comfortable for a single guy with a dog, and. Yeah. It's uh perfect size for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's nice. It's, it's it's a little dark on the inside. Like inside this is really, really I like how like airy and light it is. And that trailer is pretty dark, and that's the only aspect of it that I don't really really like. So one day I definitely look forward to a little bit larger, but yeah. if I had millions of dollars I think I'd still I'd still be living similar to how I am now, definitely no doubt about it, but just with more light. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Little, yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Best place you've been. Best place I've been so far. Aztec, New Mexico. I really enjoyed Aztec. It was a, a place called Tico Time. Uh-huh. A really cool resort. It's built on the river. These people, they put in a ton, a ton of effort. James, he's he's a guy, one of the guys that owns it, and I mean, he's really, really great guy. I mean, runs the place like really well, and yeah. they got water slides and uh, big ponds with like kayaks and all right, that yeah. kind of stuff. That stuff, yeah. I stayed out there for a month. I, they ended up hiring me to work weekends as like a you know head of security for a little while. Really cool shows and really re- nice. really cool people running the place. It's mm-hmm. definitely definitely the most fun I've had has been there wow. at Tico Time. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Yeah, it, it does. It mm-hmm. sounds really good. I really like Sonora though too. Sonora was another place I was I say months in Sonora at a Black Oak Casino. They've mm-hmm. got a really nice resort like place there and alcohol they serve at the casino, so that's a real plus. I'm not a big drinker, but I still like to have a drink when, you know, if I go, because I, I, I like playing just like, you know, poker, but on the video poker. Anything ease the pain, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, some days, yeah. some days it's nice to really numb the noise, you know, yeah. and, and a couple of drinks will do that. Yeah. We always ask everybody, okay, what do you like best? Do you like to buy stuff new or do you like to buy it used when it comes to your RV? I like buying something once and never buying anything ever again, you know, until I want something brand new again. Like, right. I don't have that luxury quite yet. I mean, one day I would like to have that luxury. It would be a very, very nice thing to have. But uh, for the time being, uh, I just am very grateful for what I have. And, you know, what I don't is really not something that I, I worry about. But uh, at the times I do look into the future, I, I definitely like to see just clean and something brand new that yeah. makes it a little easier to breathe every day you yeah. know, so to speak up to date yeah well i'll tell you man uh, we wish you the best i'm sorry yeah. you had to have a hassle with your back wheel and everything but oh, yeah oh, man. but and you just dragged it along yeah, yeah just like yeah <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. And, and it was cool at least this morning the guys here they rolled uh, swung by and put on the spare for me because right. yeah. 
don't have a jack and i probably need to invest in that but once yeah. again that's kind of well i'll tell you right. a little short you on, just don't on expect the, that to happen kind of luxuries right. yeah. i mean even well, though you know it, it can but it's like you just don't expect to get a flat nah. tire yeah, yeah. Like, well yeah. same with us we yeah, went we off-roading with the jeep you got a flat tire yeah we were in yuma arizona yeah and and uh, it's like what's yep. this all about and yeah. the tire just went down i yeah. mean it went flat mm-hmm. and luckily somebody came along and really helped us out you know thank goodness he had a compressor he had everything oh, and nice. he was great. oh my god it was amazing <laughs> yeah we lucked out <laughs> well we want to thank you for your time yeah. man yeah, we appreciate you coming over yeah it's nice so to have the chat yeah and we want to wish you the best yes, on the road definitely. appreciate it absolutely well there you have chris yeah Boy, he sounds like he had a lot of bad luck. In fact, right after that, he got kicked out of the park. Yes, he did. (laughs) Yeah, poor guy. Because of his dog. Yep, he's got a dog named Chuck, Mm -hmm. but that dog is like a pit bull mix. Right, and not only that, but it was not on a leash. Right, he didn't have it on a leash. And a lot of the parks, because we live in a litigious society, Mm -hmm. will not allow any kind of aggressive breeds right so you yeah. got to be careful about that if you travel and i think he was hiding it i think i, I think he didn't tell them he had a dog or something <laughs> and they found out and like, could be oh the night before he came in at three in the morning he was out that late and then <laughs> early that morning like around eight o'clock park people were coming by knocking on his door to fix his tire right there was no answer no so pickup truck was there they kept coming and knocking on his door he never answered he his was door he was but you know what you never out. heard the dog bark no the dog didn't bark and we're thinking is so, he in there yeah and then finally he woke up and came out <laughs> yeah yeah very interesting yeah i felt bad for him nice guy though once again if you are going to visit a national park make sure you check to see if you need reservations sometimes you need daily reservations even if you have a pass already i have mm-hmm. a senior pass and mm-hmm. i got uh, a few years ago for 10 bucks mm-hmm. gets us in all the parks for free right and you're talking about a day pass to go mm-hmm. in not an rv park or right. a campground mm-hmm. but just for the day pass yeah you may need one to get in yeah always check mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense yes well that does it for us right now yeah. we will be back next week with more don't forget check out rockinthervlife.com that's right check it out it's the rockin the rv life podcast with jeff and patty hear more of their adventures on the road with our next episode if you liked what you heard please subscribe and tell your friends